If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Hey, everyone, you're listening to the Photo Business Help podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. I am sitting here with Amanda of Amanda Jean Photography. She has been on the show before, and we're going to do a three-part series here that's sort of intended for those of you that are in the beginning stages of your photo business. So we're going to tackle a few topics that I think will be helpful for all of you that might not know how to get a sharper image and camera, might be looking for tax prep advice, and then we're going to dive into lead pages and what those are all about. So we're going to do this in three parts. This episode is going to focus on tax prep for photographers looking to officially be in business. Before we start our chat here, I'd like to just give Amanda a chance to introduce herself and where can we find you on the internet? Hi, um, I am. I, I actually don't have a website anymore. I'm redoing it on WordPress and it's taking me a little while to put together. So no website, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, agene.photo, so J-E-A-N. Awesome. Awesome. Agene.photo. And Instagram's a great place to start anyway. So, And you're switching over to WordPress. <laughs> That's been interesting. Maybe we'll make that a whole nother episode. Right. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely uh, overwhelming if you've never done it before, but I... I haven't heard anyone say that it wasn't worth it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get it finished. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm excited for you. That'll be really cool. Let's talk a little bit about tax prep. So you're in the phase of moving. You're going to be moving from Minnesota to another state later this spring. Is that right? Uh, yeah. In May, beginning of May. Cool. That's exciting. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today will be more general. And as a reminder to, to folks listening, I'm I'm speaking from a Minnesota perspective, but most of what I've kind of planned on covering here is going to is going to be pretty general for most starting photographers. So where are you at with things and and what are you um feeling the most confused about or like needing help with? Right now um I just don't know like what I'm supposed to be keeping track of um as far as like finances and and even figuring out the cost of doing business, I'm like, oh, it's just overwhelming. There's a ton of things that I now I'm realizing that I'm paying for that it technically it's a business expense. And I didn't look at it that way at first. <laughs> I, I, I'm moving in May. I haven't started an LLC yet, but the plan is to do that in Minnesota. And then when we move, because we plan on moving back, I'm going to file for a foreign LLC out there so that I can do business in Virginia and then come back and continue here. So that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yep. Well, you've got the first part, right? So if you're looking to make money with your business, making it official with the state that you're living in is the first step. So sole proprietorship or LLC is usually the most common thing for people doing portrait lifestyle photography like you do and like I do. The sole proprietorship is registering the business under yourself, which opens you personally up to some liabilities if you were to ever be sued or have to go to court. That leads me into reminding everyone that if you are going to start getting paid for your photography, and a lot of 
wedding venues require this is to just contact your insurance provider. I use State Farm and get liability insurance for your business. Um, having liability insurance is best practice for sure, it's, whether you're in people's houses or at different venues. Um, and particularly if you're going to register as a sole proprietor, um, if you're going to do an LLC, that's limited liability. So that kind of separates your personal stuff yeah. from business stuff. Sometimes that, I mean, these are just really basic explanations, obviously, and I'm not a, a lawyer or an accountant, but those are two basic ways to do it. And I think a lot of folks feel a little bit more comfortable with LLC. I started out as a sole proprietor and then I shifted over a few years later. So there isn't a right or wrong way to do it. Um, if it's you starting out doing portraiture stuff, that's definitely the first thing to do. And then liability insurance, I think is is really, it's just sort of peace of mind. You've done some gigs and you're starting to realize that you have to make all this official. So what kind of practices do you currently have for any sort of expenses you have in your business? <laughs> I am really just like writing things down in my phone, like notes, you know, um, just making notes. And, and I have like little, like a little mini Excel spreadsheet that I, you know, if I have any income, I, I pop it in there and I, I'm keeping track of who I'm working on and who I'm doing for model calls just to kind of organize so I know what I've done for the year. Sure, and sure. That's honestly about it. I haven't done much. <laughs> no, that's fine. And when you're just starting out and you have a handful of gigs, or I'm not sure where you're at, like how busy you are. But I mean, I certainly started out with a spreadsheet. And you mentioned when we were chatting earlier about one of the challenges in this whole starting out thing is budget because you're not bringing money in, but you have to be able to pay for some of the stuff that's necessary. So it certainly isn't necessary to get all of the bells and whistles when it comes to accounting software or anything like that. But the first thing that I would recommend everyone do is to open up a business checking account Okay, and tie that in with a business credit card if you want to, if you want to just put money into that account and spend from there. So you're really on a budget, that's fine. I have a business checking account business savings account and the, the credit card. Okay. This way that if you can get into the habit of anything that you're buying, whether it's like a new subscription to a software, whether it's your website renewal, mm -hmm. whether you're going out to coffee with a client, right. anything that you buy that's related even remotely to your business, get in the habit of using that account. Okay, That makes things a thousand percent easier right off the bat. So you're not separating out like, oh, this was a business thing. This is a personal thing. Yeah. Um, especially when you sit down with your accountant, they'll love you for that. Right. So, <laughs> so that's something, is that something that you have? An accountant? Or uh, oh, an account set up for your business? I don't. No, 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 no. Okay. I don't have any of that yet. Nope. <laughs> so that would be, so after, you know, like registration and insurance, I would definitely do the the banking setup. Definitely think about finding an accountant, maybe not for this year, because it sounds like you're just getting started. Yeah, but right. this way, after tax season kind of passes in April, sure. you can catch an accountant when they're not super, super busy like they are right now. Right. Say hello. Maybe it's on the phone. Maybe you have your first appointment and they'll be able to walk you through a lot of what they expect from you. I use FoxTax here in Minneapolis and they have what th what they call a tax organizer. I'm sure a lot of accountants use them, but it just sort of gives you a checklist of things to keep in mind. Like your, uh, like they might want to know if you're working from home, how many square feet your home is and how much of that is dedicated office space, for okay. example, or like any insurance that you've paid out that's related to your business or student loan stuff or IRA stuff, like different things that you're putting where money's moving around and they're going to they're gonna take that into account in terms of how you've spent your money and what you've made and if you get any money back 
obviously if you're self-employed you're you're generally paying in <laughs> but if your income level is low enough and you've overpaid in you're going to get some money back so it just sort of depends on what your situation is but that organizer is something that once you do it once it's just you're like oh that's what i need for next year it's not overly complicated it's just stuff that now that you're your own business you might not have thought of the other couple of things that as you know photographers we do a lot is driving around so keeping track of your mileage in Minnesota, or at least the way my accountant explained it to me, there's a couple different ways that they can expense your car. And mine is being expensed via the miles I drive, not the sort of repairs and fuel I put into it. Again, simple way of explaining it, but this is sort of like what accountants will tell you they, they want to do. Um, it may be different if you're the kind of person that drives everywhere for your job. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how they how they do that. But mileage, there's a number of apps. Like QuickBooks actually, I think, has one that connects. I don't, maybe, maybe they don't, but don't Mile IQ. Yep. What's you were, that? You were talking about that on uh, episode, like a couple episodes ago, I feel Yeah. Like. Yeah. And if you're... So if you're only doing a few things for work, like maybe you go to the post office once a month to mail stuff and maybe you have like a couple gigs, like that stuff you can keep track of in your Google calendar. So you can write in the note section when you open up an appointment, you can just write the round trip mileage in there. And that stands as a legal record for what, what you did. So for now, if you just want to start off simple, that's just something to, to think of. And then the final thing like that you brought up, like expenses is a big one. So keeping track of those. If you need to do it in a spreadsheet right now because affording a, a subscription to QuickBooks or something like that is bonkers for you, that's right. okay. But down the road, I use QuickBooks. There's a ton of different options out there. That's something that you'll probably want to do because okay. it just makes life easier and your accountant can divide everything up and you just sort of give them access to that file and they do it for you. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. How does that sit with you? Good. Good. Now, I don't know. Um, is HoneyBook, I don't know a lot about HoneyBook, but I know you talk a lot about it. <laughs> um, HoneyBook and QuickBooks are like two separate things, right? They're separate. Okay. So HoneyBook is a CRM, which is a way to sort of keep everything organized with your clients. Okay. I gotcha. QuickBooks is a an accounting software. Okay. But there's an integration. So I've hooked up my QuickBooks through HoneyBook. Okay. So that way when people, they'll get an email saying, click here to view your, you know, view your contract and your agreement. And then once they sign the contract, they get another lead into the invoice. Okay. And then that goes through my QuickBooks. Okay. Prior to using sense. HoneyBook, I, I just invoice through QuickBooks. So there's, I mean, everybody's doing things a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but yep. yep, those are two separate things. Okay. And I do mention it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's uh, really been helpful, but it's certainly in that category of if you're just starting out on a, on not a big budget, yep. that, that can be something that you look into later. Definitely. Yep. Okay. Um, so does that give you a little bit of a sense of sort of how to get started? Yeah, definitely. I know it's once I actually dive into this stuff, it's going to get complicated, you know, down the road a little bit, but that has, it helps give a little clarity so that I can at least get the ball rolling a little bit more. Good. Yep. Good. And that's, you know, the thing is like, you're doing the right thing right now by just asking the questions and and staying organized before you need to worry about all this stuff. So you're in a great position where you probably don't need to worry about taxes for this last business year because you're just starting and folks listening that are just starting. But now you're, you're in an even better position where you can really be 
prepared for for next year. Absolutely. So, and yeah, I also I, I do hair um, almost full time now. I did cut back a little bit, but. Cool. Um, the idea of renting a space for hair came up. And when I was talking about that, the advice that was always given to me because I would have to do my own taxes had I taken that route um, was to put 30% of my earnings aside for taxes. Would you say that's kind of like a good thing to do with any money that comes in from photography? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I usually do about a quarter. Okay. Because it's just like an easy number in my head. But if you want to be on the safe side, depending on your situation, that's not a bad way of looking at things. A quarter is an easier way to divide stuff. So like yeah. when I look at something coming in, I already know that X amount is not going to be mine. It's going to go into my business savings account. Yep. And then another thing that you can look at down the road when you get busier that my accountant has me do is a quarterly tax payment. This way you're paying a smaller chunk of change every quarter. So when you get around to that end of the year filing, um, yeah, you're not like overwhelmed and writing a massive check to the government. So yeah, I, and I, yeah. I, that's what I actually plan on doing. It just, I feel like it takes a little bit of the scariness away from it. You're taking care of things ahead of time. So yeah. well, and to wrap up this conversation, that is probably one of the best notes to, to, to leave. This is like, make sure that you are putting some money away for taxes. Cause that's one of the things that is scary if you don't and can be a, a massive shock. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't want to mess with any of that. <laughs> yeah. If you can get in that habit and anyone listening, that's just starting, if you can just get used to the fact that, you know, what you're charging um, is not all 100% coming back to you. And some of it may, if your income doesn't match, you know, if your expenses exceed what you're bringing in, you may get some of that back, right. but just being prepared for it is super smart. So you're, you've got it all, all figured out. So that's, and you know what, I know you mentioned cost of doing business and stuff like that. We'll, we'll keep that, um, for another episode cause it's a whole other thing, but, um, yeah, that ties into this and we can talk about that, but thank you. I hope that was helpful. Absolutely. Thank you. Totally. And so for those of you that are listening and curious about HoneyBook, HoneyBook is a way to organize all of your emails and contracts and invoices and keep everything kind of in a streamlined place when you've got multiple, multiple clients. As I mentioned, you can hook it up to your merchant service like QuickBooks or whatever. If you want to try HoneyBook for an entire year with 50% off, I still have my code. I will probably have my code for a while. And Amanda mentioned hearing me say this, but you can go to jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook. And if you just use that link, you can test out HoneyBook and sign up for your first year 50% off. And if you don't like it, you don't have to keep using it. But I started using it recently and it has really, really helped me keep things more organized. So check that out, jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook. And be sure to stay tuned for parts two and three of this workshop series with Amanda for beginner photographers. I'll be back in a couple days.